Welcome to the 10th episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molin, currently from Vienna. As always, enjoy the music. Yeah, welcome back to another episode. It's not just any episode, it's the 10th episode. We made it. And for this, I think we all deserve, especially you, my dear listeners, you deserve a round of applause. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> wow, 10 episodes. Um, huge milestone and i really mean it it's amazing thank you so much to all of you yeah you yeah without you i'm not sure if we would have made it that far and if we've made it that far i'm very certain we will make it to 20 episodes as well and maybe even 100 or a thousand why not <laughs> And why 10 episodes actually a huge thing? And actually, um, I found a very interesting statistic. And of course, I did not leave the tab open. I have to Google it again. Let me check. I Googled podcast average number of episodes. Was it this? Yes, and I found it. Podcast statistics 2023. And I found something very interesting. Published January 4th. And yeah, according to this article... There are approximately three to four million podcasts. Some say even more than four million, but we don't. They say that's an probably accurate estimate. Sort of three to four million podcasts, but only forty-four percent of these podcasts. Oh wait, photo no, not only 40, 40, 40, Okay, forty-four percent of the podcasts have less than three episodes. So around two million of those podcasts have three episodes or less. And only 720,000 podcasts have 10 or more episodes. Wow. So congratulations. Out of the 4 million, we are now among the 720,000 podcasts. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I think there was another statistic about active podcasts and... Yeah, it's quite crazy. So around, so we have three to four million podcasts, but only seven hundred thousand active podcasts. Although active is hard to define, according to this article. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a that's a bit of a weird term because it's hard, hard really to define. But yeah, wow, <sighs> I'm so humbled. I'm really grateful and humbled. Um, I mentioned this in previous episodes, but I hope you know that you're the heroes of this show by dedicating your valuable time to listen to me talking into a microphone. So thank you so much. I'm, I'm beyond touched. And I hope you're doing fine and um, you've had a beautiful day and week. And yeah, yes, welcome back because I can couldn't be more happy to celebrate this milestone with another guest episode. And I have a very dear guest with Gabriel. And Gabriel is, yeah, well, it's a fascinating person. I met him 
December 2022 at a Wim Hof retreat. And normally age shouldn't matter, but in this case, I found it so inspiring. So Gabe Gabriel, when we met, he was 18 years old. Um, we recorded the episode two weeks ago. Uh, he's already 19. <laughs> but, you know, I have never met someone at that age with such a true understanding. I wouldn't say understanding, but such a true sense of life and the deepness and the like deepness of the conversation we can reach with him and his thoughts are so inspiring. This is someone who really um you know walked the talk, who experienced periods of pain and who really had to think deep, deep, deep and see what's in there. And you know, like you meet those people and you instantly can see if they're tell the truth or if it's authentic what they say. And Gabriel is one of them. Um so inspiring. Um, yeah, so his story is so remarkable because he found his passion for cinematography at a very early age and he started his own films and, you know, producing films for others. It's kind of like earning money with his passion uh, around age 15, I think, if I'm not wrong. And while he was doing still his school, so he finished his school and is now having his own film production company. And during this age, 16 to 17, he experienced severe insomnia and burnout and I think he slept for one or one and a half years, three to four hours a day. And he tried all of it. Like he started with medicine, with sleeping pills and then he tried all kinds of methods until ultimately he found the things that really helped him. And, you know, like what I love about Gabriel, he's like such an open mind and we can talk about anything and without judgment and can explore things. And yeah, we talked about beautiful topics, what matters in life, happiness. He had very beautiful questions. For me, we talked about where do we think ideas come from? You know, wow, crazy, crazy things. Um, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much. It's, an, it's, it's a beautiful episode um, and a perfect episode for celebrating the 10th episode. <laughs> and before we get going, yeah... Thank you, thank you so much for all the ratings and the feedback. Again, after the ninth episode, the Ayahuasca episode, I received beautiful feedback, actually. Um, it was a tough decision to talk about this experience. And the people people reached out to me. And, you know, this actually from everything. Forget the ratings, forget the numbers. Actually, I haven't looked at them in a while because I don't care that much. Um because knowing that actually people reach out to me, I know there's some people listening. That's enough for me. And yeah, I think I found it, I find it inspiring because it encourages me to keep talking about these things, even like delicate topics, because people want, are interested and um, they appreciate those kind of conversations. And I think, yeah, I, I think I found my path now. The last, I would say the first 10 episodes was a lot of experimenting. What resonates? Where do I find also my heart with the podcast? And I think I found um, my clear path ahead. And I think I'm, yeah, there's some beautiful announcement in episode 11. And on September 12th, there's a big announcement. It's going to be very exciting. Autumn, winter is going to be amazing. And yes, so if you haven't done so and want to continue to support my podcast, of course, I'm happy you know, give it a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, share with a friend. And as always, as long as you enjoy it and you want to, and you keep coming back, that's all that matters for me. And yeah, wow. Without further ado, enjoy 
the guest episode with Gabriel. Here we go. Here we go. Gabriel, nice to meet you. Nice to have you here. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm fine. How are You're you? You're fine. I'm very fine. Now even better. Where are we right now? We are in Vienna. Yeah. <laughs> in Max's place. Yes. Uh, myself and Gerhard actually met <laughs> at a retreat uh, which, Ma uh, which Mark, Max yeah. held. And yeah, it was a beautiful experience, a Wim Hof retreat. Let's maybe stick to this because it was actually your podcast <laughs> master. Because this is my first question. How did we meet Gabriel? I think it was so it was last year in December 2022 at Max's uh Wim Hof retreat. Would you tell a bit about this little weekend? <laughs> <laughs> this weekend was just amazing. Yeah. Uh There was so much snow that it, even the drive to Max's place was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yes. uh, one of the participants even got stuck with his car mm -hmm. to the way uh, to Max and we had to pull him out. Yeah. And yeah, it was three days and every day was... was so uh, every day was something new. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember. So we, I think the first day, there was a three days retreat. And the first day we, we arrived in the evening and it was, at first, at first we decided off the day with a chocolate cacao ceremony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. cacao ceremony by the bonfire it was beautiful. And I think the next day was the first breath workshop. And then we did... The first dip into the ice, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And we also did a sweat launch. Yes. <laughs> which was also something I haven't done before. That was crazy. We built our own sweat launch. Lodge? Lodge. Lodge, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was so cool. And to this day, uh, I still think of, of this retreat. I've learned so much. Yes. There were so many cool people and nice people and yeah I, yeah it, it was amazing absolutely and no, i still it was that retreat where actually the idea for also this podcast started but also for lumi itself to kind of like pursue this further but actually not you see you've uh talked about cool people just checking my notes <laughs> i get my <laughs> facetime there we go um i remember so we because like I guess you also didn't know anyone there. No, yeah, I didn't exactly. know anyone. I only knew Max, of course, but no, I don't always know one else. And I remember the first time you know I saw you and you shared your story. I found it uh, beyond inspiring. And I think also, I mean, it shouldn't be a reason, but for me, because are you now 19 or 18? I'm 19. You're now 19, but back yeah. then you were 18. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, wow. First of all, uh, what so much courage to have to go to a, retreat you know you don't know anyone and you're 18 and then you shared your story kind of like how your last years kind of like have shaped you your yeah. heart your mind and your soul and uh i don't want to yeah i would like to you to share this story so okay. yeah what how how did you end up deciding to go to wim Hof retreat so <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. yes perfect uh yeah it started 
I will say, <laughs> I will share my life story yes. now. Let's okay. go for it. That's what we so want. It started like when I was 12 years, I wanted to be a YouTuber. Yeah. And so the only logical thing was to get a camera yeah. and start making YouTube videos. And that's what I did like for four years. And yeah, I always wanted to get better, get better lens and... And one day uh, I had the idea that I could make money with that. And so I was like 15. <laughs> I made my first video for a burger for a burger place. Yeah. And yeah, I got like 100 euros and he really liked it. And my first clients uh, came up. And yeah, then... This was uh, during school, mm -hmm. and <laughs> and somehow everybody liked the videos I did, and it came to a point where I had so much work every okay. weekend, and at the age of fifteen already or sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I was sixteen. Wow. I had a lot of pressure. I had to uh, get good grades. Yeah. Then. I had to perform every time I'm doing a video. Yeah. And this was like for three years that I hadn't, a, for the entire three years, I hadn't a day off. Wow. I was just doing, I was editing, I was filming every weekend and starting for school. Yeah. And I couldn't take a break for some reason. And yeah. I kind of took pride in the fact that I was the guy who can take on like three videos a week. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then uh, my after three years, my body show showed me that this lifestyle isn't sustainable. Wow. Uh, I couldn't sleep properly. It started with like, I after 3 a.m., I couldn't sleep. Then... I couldn't sleep. I only slept like five, uh, three hours uh, a night until I. W <laughs> uh, so wait, you were so how for what? How long was? Because I remember like it was quite a long period. You were only able to sleep three, four hours. Yeah, a night. it was one year. One year. One year. Wow. And <laughs> this was crazy. Uh, this was during seventh grade in school. Yeah. Uh, actually, during eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there was so much pressure because I had to graduate and I also had a few videos to do, uh, and <laughs> but not that many. And yeah, I, I couldn't sit properly. My heart was racing all the time. I couldn't relax. Wow. And, and I mean, it, it almost also sounds like, because like when you say you were sitting and your heart was pumping, Sounds almost like also like burnout. Yeah, it definitely was a yeah. <laughs> burnout big time. Yeah. Uh, and like my vision was, was crazy. I, when I went outside, I was dizzy because I uh, <laughs> had like a sleep deprivation. For a year, basically. Yeah, uh, especially to the end. Uh, I couldn't even drive my car because I was wow. so dizzy. Really? And... Yeah, this was crazy. And 
and during this time i i got on a journey to to find myself yeah yeah and to see what things are good for me and to listen to my body wow and on that journey i discovered wim hof yeah i discovered auto autogenic training mm -hmm. and i also tried like a bunch of 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 sleeping pills uh yeah. that's the first thing every doctor says like try this pill try this pill but essentially you how did it make you feel the pills the sleeping pills how like how did they work they didn't work at all really at all i also tried benzia are the ben ben benzos i think benzos yeah. yeah and my doctor said yeah you will definitely sleep but i <laughs> didn't sleep at all and yeah it's Yeah, you have to change your lifestyle in Absolutely. order to sleep. And that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. I started reading books about like self-help and mm -hmm. and just how your body works. And the thing is, I forgot to mention is uh when you don't sleep, you your body uh can't like what's upbound in ah. English. So, <laughs> okay, guys, <laughs> let's uh, quickly check. Um, I think, um, we Google quickly both now. <laughs> Tear down. So it's actually so my body couldn't so break down, break, break down, down. Yeah, like all the cortisol, it's the stress hormone. Yeah. And when you sleep, this, uh, how's it called? Uh, like breakdown. When, so you, when you sleep, this hormone gets break, breaking down. Yeah. And when you don't sleep, just <laughs> keeps building up. Yeah, or like just keep keeps building building up. And when your body is with a lot of stress, yeah, you can't sleep, of course. Yeah. And so as time passed, uh, more cortisol was in my body. Wow. And yeah, it's like it's crazy. But yeah, I made it out. You made it out. And so. I mean, this is like, there's so much to unpack. First of all, I think it's a interesting that, I mean, you've seen multiple doctors. Yeah, I, one, I, yeah. I, I was, yeah, I was, uh, I visited so many. And none of these doctors kind of like, did anyone, or like, at what point, all this like autogenic, autogenetic training and what these okay. things you read, was there any, any point where a doctor would tell you like, try that? Or was it first sleeping pills? Okay. <laughs> so I tried Uh, traditional Chinese medicine, yeah. traditional European medicine, m some kind of Chinese massage, yeah, and like all all the things you could could imagine. Wow! And yeah, I also started a psychotherapy. Yeah, and uh, she told me that she told me a bunch of things, and the one which worked for me was like autogenic training. Uh, It's a small. It's a small part of what helped me, but but how? What is it? Well, how would I would say it's like you you. I, <laughs> there there is a proper term. Yeah, I wrote it down. Let, let Perfect. Check. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's re relaxation through self hypnosis. Wow. Okay. And what you. What you do, you lay down. We can do this afterwards if you yes, want. Yes, let's try it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you lay down 
and you think to yourself, you say in your mind, like, I'm calm, everything's all right, I'm mm -hmm. calm, and you repeat this over and over. And then you say, uh, my, my hands, my arms are heavy, mm -hmm. and you repeat this over and over. It's like an awareness thing. You get aware that you have your hand. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds yeah. ridiculous, but you get aware of your hand, this will get really heavy. Then you say, my arms are getting really warm. Mm -hmm. And you repeat this over and over again. And then you say, like, my heart is... is It's kind of like beating. It's or like beating in a proper, proper way. In a proper way. Always good. And then you focus on your breath. Breathe in, breathe out. Yeah. And there are a bunch of things. Uh, you say to yourself and in the end you every, every part of your body should be relaxed and and you you get a sense of of more awareness mm -hmm. I think over your body mm -hmm. and yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this, this, this is uh, alright like, so you tried it and how long Did it take to kind of like you, it, it showed some promising effect? Yeah, I think it took like three months wow. after I, uh, back then I couldn't feel anything. I was like numb to emotions. Wow. It, it, it was crazy. And then afterwards I started to feel again mm -hmm. after the, all the cortisol bro bro broke down. Broke yeah. down. And I, I could feel a, a sense of rela relaxation wow and every time now that i do this and i lay down and say this my body instantly gets in a state of relaxation wow and yeah <laughs> i mean like this sounds still quite remarkable because like it took you almost like three months until you start realizing something so you kind of like you had to be really believe in keep doing it yeah i had to there, there was that's not, that's not a way <laughs> yeah i tried everything <laughs> wow like it, it was it what just, else did you try like it didn't really work uh like uh, uh how is it called uh it's philips muscle philip Philips Muskelentspannung in German. All right, Philips Muscle Relaxation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's called that. And yeah, I've, I've tried. Uh, <laughs> I also know that, only know the German term Akupunktur. Akupunktur? Akupunktur? Well, this. Let's Google quickly. Uh, da, da, da. Now we should have some uh, waiting sounds, but this is the podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Acupuncture. Acupuncture. Of course. Acupuncture. This is okay. it. Yeah. Wow. How was it? Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> Because, yeah, I don't like needles. <laughs> oh, wow. Needles yeah. in, in But did you feel anything? Because like, or yeah, yeah, besides the pain you get yeah. from needles? <laughs> no, actually not. Wow. I think I have to try it another time because back then, like, Everything was a mess. Wow. And, and yeah, then I tried after I, I had one thing which worked kind of. I tried 
uh, doing ice bath. Yeah. And this this was game changing. Really? Yeah, it brought me back to reality. I was living in my head for like three years or so. Wow. And going in the ice bath, like you have to be in the moment. Yeah. And yeah, this and this this was a game changer. And this was so you had the autogenetic training. Auto is yeah. the name, yeah. Autogenetic genetic training. And then you started ice bathing. And I think, you know, like Max always says, like, you know, with ice bath bathing, it's kind of like a sledgehammer to your awareness and your heart, yeah. which it is in a sense. Yeah. If you really like for the few minutes you are, you know, immersed into this ice, you're just like so present. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is why I love it. Yeah. Are you still doing it? Yeah, of course. I all in the summer it's a little bit difficult, but I al <laughs> <laughs> I always uh, take a cold shower. Yeah, and you can try to let go of the like let go of the shock you get. Yep, and be in the present. It's Absolutely, not that cool as <laughs> doing an ice bath, but it's but still good enough. I do yeah. the same when I when there's no ice bath around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's one thing I wanted to actually mention i just the other day just need to look up the video it was so fascinating it was by a guy called let me check dr masaru moto and he did an exp interesting experiment because like with the autogenetic training what you just you know like you really kept repeating almost like also like positive affirmations yeah to yourself of course, yeah. of course. and doctor i uh, forgot the name again dr masumoto <laughs> i think <laughs> that's his name He did an ex interesting experiment. So what he did, he had um, two glasses of uh, water in a classroom. And he... Okay. Do you know the story? I know the story. Yeah. So let's... <laughs> let's just, yeah. Do you want to tell a story? You tell it. Okay. I, I tell I it. Think you, you can do a better job. But I saw it today in Max's story. Yeah, because I sent, it to, story. I sent it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to Max. <laughs> and, and I watched it today and I was like... <laughs> it's amazing. So, of course, like, so the, how the study went, there were two glasses of water and he asked his students to shout very negative things at the glass of water and, you know, very, very negative things. And then he took this water, put, went to the lab and looked into the microscope. And actually, he froze it. Yeah. Exactly. He froze it, looked in the microscope and the water that has been shouted at with really negative and harmful things developed this like dark blob ice thingy cubes. And then he did the same thing with the other class where only positive words and positive affirmations have been shouted at. And then he froze the water, looked underneath, and there was beautiful ice crystals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, there's like always like the danger, like, you know, how repeatable are these experiments? But, you know, like, we know that positive affirmations and especially with what you experience, it just works. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and I still do do this uh, in every aspect of my life. Like I, I say to myself every day, I am like <laughs> gelassen. I'm relaxed. I would oh, say yeah. I'm relaxed. I'm enough. Yeah, I am. Take everything easy, and like say repeat this every day. Mm -hmm. And I think it actually helps. <laughs> Absolutely. And do you do it this like um, in the mornings or like when do you do that? Uh, whenever I think of it. Like, I think of it, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I repeat it like 20 times a day. 
Amazing. And <clears throat> if you repeat it really often, I, I guess you start believing it and it has a positive effect. Mm -hmm. It was so interesting just like the other day, it was a similar, uh, we discussed about like where does, you know, also like in a previous episode talked about where does this counter player come from, the negative counterpart. And like, I think a big role of course plays where when you grow up somewhere where you don't have this environment where like there's positivity kind of like driving you forward, you train, you give kind of like more growth to this negative counterpart in within yourself. And then you kind of like over time, you have to train the other part to yeah. be an equal player or even better player. And I think that's why it's important to kind of like keep telling these positive affirmations to yourself because, yeah, they become true. Yeah. And there was a time I thought to myself, I don't know why, like, I'm dumb. Yeah. For for some reason, there was something in my brain <laughs> which kept saying, like, you are dumb, you are dumb. And I replaced it with uh, a saying, like, you're a genius, you're Like, don't you can't say you're not dumb because your brain yeah. like <laughs> overrides the not, and then you have the same thing. But like, you're a genius. You you are enough. And whenever like a bad thought came up, mm -hmm. I always said, "Yeah, I'm enough. I am like, wow. yeah, I'm good enough." So now, when you look back at this time, like this crazy three years, and then like the time where you finally found a method to find to yourself. So what do you think led to this whole experience? Why did you, do you sometimes think about it? Like why, why did it have to go that way? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it, it had, it had to happen to me. Yeah. Because yeah, my lifestyle wasn't sustainable. I wasn't aware of anything. I was just living life without recognizing anything mm -hmm. and yeah th this is why like life said to me yeah you have to like stop what you're doing right now and you look at yourself and and find a way to make your life beautiful how to make your life enjoyable yeah and th like i think it happened to me uh so that i get aware of all the beautiful things life has to offer mm -hmm. and and like so i can enjoy my life it's amazing <laughs> and i think this is sometimes <clears throat> it's funny that actually our ego or like our sometimes rational mind takes such a dominant role that uh, yeah we've completely forgot to feel our heart or ourselves completely and then we need these handbrakes to kind of like all right Enough yeah. is enough. Yeah. <laughs> so then, autogenetic and Wim Hof. And now you're, you sleep fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sleeping fine. <laughs> sleeping fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, because there's also, the next thing is amazing. So now you actually still have your, you have your own company. <laughs> yeah. A film production company. And um, tell us a bit about that. So, <laughs> yeah, my passion is filmmaking. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> okay. Let 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 me think. Yeah. And the only logical way was to start some something I can, 
like to start a company where I can do this for the rest of my life and earn money with that. Amazing. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think I love filmmaking because like some people think in pictures mm -hmm. and other people think more in like more mathematically, like more in numbers and, yeah. and letters. And I'm a very, I think in pictures, yeah. I guess. And expressing myself through words is sometimes a little harder. Mm -hmm. And so I love filmmaking because I can say something. I actually can show something what I'm thinking. Wow. And that that's so cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because like, so... Are you focus? What's your fo are you? Do you have any special focus of kind of films or? Uh, <laughs> I would say I'm trying a lot of things right now to right? see what I like most. Yeah, and I haven't done a documentary, but I think documentaries are very cool, and I'm doing my first one uh, the whole month of August. Yeah, uh, I'm going from Schanstein. It's a small town in Upper Austria. Mm -hmm. Uh, crossing the Alps yeah. and going through Trieste, Italy. Wow. And I will document the whole journey with my camera. Yeah. And the catch, like, <laughs> the protag protagonist of the whole documentary, Johannes, is doing, is walking the whole trek bare feet. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And what's the idea behind that? So why is it kind of like Is the protagonist kind of like always someone who walks bare feet or? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like five years ago, he started uh, to go to not wear shoes. Mm -hmm. And one reason for that, for that was because he always had pain in his spine. Oh, wow. And like a doctor said, maybe you should like wear like bare Barefoot socks, mm -hmm. I think. It's socks which are a little bit think thicker and you can walk outside, but they were expensive and he, he thought, yeah, I will go bare feet. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and he started to really enjoy going barefoot, going barefoot. And so, yeah, his spine problems uh, aren't there anymore. Wow. And like he really enjoys now going... Barefoot. Wow, I think you know oh, there's so much to unravel there because there's definitely I have um, started to mostly wear Birkenstock. Okay, yeah. Or in winter, or like when I'm in the in the forest, red wing boots, which are like very like this very sturdy leather boots, which you can you know you will have them for years. Yeah. And you know what I realized is like you know when you look at nowadays most of these sneakers or sport shoes, they're very This bit almost too soft, almost too much cushion. Yeah. That actually we don't train the fine muscles anymore in our feet. Is this also what what is yeah. what does Johannes what you, kind of think like? What, what you actually do is yeah. when you go barefoot, mm -hmm. you at first uh the front part of your foot touches the ground. Yeah. And when we have shoes on, like the how is it called? Oh the heel. The heel touch touches the crown first. Right. It's like, un with shoes on, we have a, a natural way of 
walking. Oh wow! And when we don't like Johannes, he started to to reverse how he wa he walked. Mm -hmm. Like he walks when you think back to. <laughs> Like Adam and Eve, yes, yes. <laughs> like the first people yeah. on the planet. And even to this day, like in Africa, a lot of people, uh, uh, their the feet, the front part of the of the feet touches the ground first. first yeah. yeah. This is actually interesting. Wow. Now that memory just came back, yeah. And another thing is when, when you go like that, uh, Uh, <laughs> uh, your lower back or your spine? Like, uh, there isn't so much uh, like vibration, I guess. When you when you when you go uh, heel first, yeah. Like the whole energy of your body goes ah. through your spine, and, and when you, it's a little bit <laughs> tricky to explain in English, but and no, when you, fine. and when you. Uh, Yeah, when when this front part touches the crown first, the whole muscle in your under your calves in your yeah. calves can Com kind of like com com compresses the, yeah. the whole energy. Yeah. Wow. And so your your spine has to deal with such vibrations all yeah. the time. Wow. <laughs> this, <laughs> this was a little no, bit amazing. This is very great. <laughs> I get it. This actually reminded me that I watched the years ago it was also like a crazy stanford professor also like in sports and he was advocating to not wear shoes and run, like run without shoes yeah and then he started like you can see him just running without shoes all the time because he said yeah now I remember he said the same thing because you naturally you should first your feet should the, the front part should touch the ground first not the heel yeah <laughs> and but how's it going to be for you because have you have you trained a bit To kind of like get this uh, walking uh, style back, I'm wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing shoes? I'm wearing oh, shoes. You're, you're wearing shoes. Okay. Uh, I think I will, I will go barefoot like for only a few kilometers a yeah, day, yeah, yeah. and then I will put my shoes back on. Of course, uh, because, <laughs> because my backpack is a lot heavier because I have to carry all the camera equipment, Cameras, yes. and it's. It would be too much if uh, if I also of course go the whole. Also, like your job is to focus on capturing yeah. Yeah. the moment and the, the pictures. Yeah, wow, it's <laughs> gonna be amazing. Yeah, I'm so looking forward for it. Yeah, so it's gonna be 30 days. Or how long yeah. was again? Yeah. yeah, and how many kilometers do you walk every day? Yeah, it differs. Uh, I think on an average, like 20 kilometers. Mm -hmm. But there are also days where we like go 26 kilometers and and like 1,500 1, meters in elevation gain. Wow! And yeah, it it really differs. Yeah, I, I, I say this is um, yeah. I think actually sometimes I'm, I wonder like um, when did we trail off to don't walk, walk bare feet or barefoot, bare feet anymore that much anymore. And I think um, another way also to look at, especially when you walk through the forest, if you always wear shoes, you actually don't really connect to the ground. Yeah. Like you don't feel anything in the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. And how did you, how did you end up finding this documentary? 
like I, I met Johannes. I also tried uh, sound therapy. Yeah, how was and, that? And it, it was amazing. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's Johannes is a musician. Yeah, he plays the hang, and also a lot of different instruments. <laughs> and yeah, I, I tried sound therapy like three times and then he had his he made his I think second studio album mm -hmm. and asked me if I wanted to make a movie uh, for his new album wow and that's what I did yeah <laughs> I made a movie and it's like the movie plays in a theater mm -hmm. and there is no music added to the visuals Yeah, he plays them with his uh, friend and companion. <laughs> yeah, in in front of the theater, so it's live music to a movie. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> that's my f that's what was like my first. That's the project I worked first with. All right, with Johannes, and then when. When I graduated, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I still don't know what to do. <laughs> besides making films? Yeah, besides making films. <laughs> and I wanted to do a documentary because the previous uh, videos I always have done were not so much story-based. Yeah. It's like they were more like searching for music and making the visuals look good. And I wanted to make something with a story and wow. I think Johannes was Johannes straight came to my mind uh, because he's just so he's a cool person cool, yeah. he's so enthusiastic about everything he shares the same beliefs yeah. as me and I asked him if I could do a documentary about him and he he said to me like no one cares about me <laughs> <laughs> Let's do something, uh, something other. Yeah, and yeah, we we brainstormed, and the first idea was like it was in the winter to submit uh, the Groß Großglockner. Yeah, it's the highest Austrian mountain. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is. Yes, <laughs> uh, to submit this mountain uh, barefoot, and. Yeah, I don't know why this idea didn't came to life. But that sounds also amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And there, there were a lot of ideas. And the one we, everybody thought this was doable and this was a cool thing was like, yeah, let's go from Schoenstein to Trieste. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, like both sounds amazing. It's both kind of, kind of crazy. I guess you know, climbing up a mountain. There's also like the the element of cold, which yeah. could be quite tricky as yeah. well. <laughs> so, but I was very curious about the sound therapy because uh, when I was in uh, Byron Bay in Australia, yeah, I met a few people. I I didn't I didn't do it that back then, but there was like a lot of people who facilitated sound therapy, and it was like this beautiful, yeah, massive round gongs and like all kind of different sounds. So yeah, walk us through what what is sound therapy? How does it work? Okay, I had like a private session, but okay. there are also like group sessions, mm -hmm. which 
can be also re I haven't done one, but can be also very transformational. Yeah, he says, and like you lay down and he plays instruments you haven't heard of before. Like some, they aren't weird, but like, yeah, <laughs> Instru uh, really weird instruments. <laughs> weird instruments, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but they sound good. <laughs> weird uh, but good. <laughs> 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 and and I think what happened to me is like sometimes there is a sound which triggers like a feeling uh, in yourself and like a lot of emotions come up and it was only beautiful emotions mm -hmm. and like I had to smile all the time oh wow <laughs> and then you, you can relax and just listen to the sound And then, like, after a few minutes, there's another sound which triggers something something else. Because it's a sound you haven't, like, it's in music we listen to, There, this sound, you haven't heard this sound before, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think so. And, yeah, it, it, it's a crazy experience. Wow. And how long does it? take like i fun. think it was like half an hour or half an hour yeah and then how is it like because with all these things how do, how do you carry the things you experience during these therapies how do you carry them within to your everyday life is it like a transition or is it just like this yeah memory yeah. of like beautiful this, this beautiful what what okay like this beautiful sensation this beautiful feelings I still feel to this day sometimes when wow when I experience some something beautiful or when I like when I when I'm driving my car yeah and I see something beautiful like this feelings I this feeling I had like laying down it it comes up and it's just beautiful wow and sometimes <laughs> and sometimes it's so beautiful I'm I haven't cried, but uh, like it's so close that I'm crying because it's so beautiful. Aww. And this, this feelings, like this, this feelings I had uh, back then, like yeah, it, it's like it, it's in me and it and it won't go away. Amazing. So you can always like kind of like tap into it. Yeah, but it. it's sometimes I can like trigger it triggered myself to come yeah. up but sometimes it's just random <laughs> I wow think. wow i mean like now that i'm just again listening to all these things and like hearing all the things you've tried and like you openly how openly you can talk about it i'm also curious like for me it has been definitely uh, there's like a how do you say like a process of kind of like being able to openly talk about all these things spirituality methods yeah. you've been trying and things you feel and whatnot. How has it been for you in your friend circle or your family? Like, okay, I would say, first of all, I'm a pretty open and curious person. Yeah. And <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I really love trying different things, even if uh, at the moment I uh, don't have any connection to a certain met method yeah. or not. But I, I really like trying things, trying yeah. new things, trying new experiences. And like my mother is really similar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like I can talk with my mom. Uh, with my mom, I can talk about everything. Wow. And 
she also had as a child like similar experiences as I had so uh, she was a huge support and still is a huge support beautiful and so with my, with my, especially with my mom I can talk like about everything yeah and with my friends it's a little bit more difficult because if they all hadn't haven't had any like I would say I was <laughs> depressed. <laughs> you know, I mean, like sometimes yeah. there's like this, like yeah. this two years or so, I w I wasn't feeling like happy at all. Yeah, and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I wasn't feeling anything, and and so it's a little bit difficult to communicate these feelings to my friends. I've tried, but they can't relate. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think no one can relate to the things I felt and I uh, was going through. Uh, they're very supportive, but yeah, it's it's difficult. Of course, it's I difficult. Guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, like then, it's difficult, I guess, to a express this time. Yeah, and then also like having the courage to open open up and try these things, and they're like, all right those really help actually there's like <laughs> yeah. a lot of ancient knowledge we have out there that really helps yeah yeah <laughs> and they always ask me uh like they know that i'm meditating every day yeah uh and doing like different kinds of practices it varies <laughs> all the time same but <laughs> but i say to them it's ma it makes you more productive yep. because if you're happy you can get more Done. You're feeling better, obviously. Absolutely. And yeah, it it's just <laughs> it's a perfect marketing slogan for meditation. Well, you it's quite simple. You're you're happier. You get more stuff done. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so good. What kind of meditation do you do? Uh, okay, it's the simplest meditation there yeah, is out there. I think that's perfect. I'm just sitting down, and okay, I have to different kinds of meditations mm -hmm. I sit down and the one is where every emotion is allowed like I'm sitting there and I think to myself like every emotion is neutral like I don't judge it at all and every thought is neutral and can pass like through and I'm sitting there for a while and try to yeah don't be aware of the thoughts but just let them pass let them pass by yeah, yeah. and then there is another method where I look really deeply into the thoughts and emotions I have. And like when I feel fear mm -hmm. or I have anxiety, like I try to really look at to it. Go deep in there. Yeah. Like, like even if I have a lot of fear, yeah. like I know that nothing can happen to me. Yeah. And most of the time I'm sitting in my bed, so not really nothing can happen. And <laughs> I'm really looking at it. And try to see why I'm feeling it or how how where the fear sits in my yeah. body. Where does it really come from? Where does yeah. it really come from? And sometimes it doesn't work all the time, but sometimes it like the fear isn't there anymore when I when I really look at it. Yeah. Like it it's it really never happens, but but it's always better afterwards. But that the fear goes away, it's it's 
not that often, I guess. But it's I think it's very cool to to look at your emotions a little bit more deeply. Yeah, and I think I guess this is what happens many, many times. I mean, like I probably <laughs> did the same when, you know, early twenties, when you have these feelings of weird emotions, fear, which are part, which we should all experience. Yeah. Fear, sadness, depression, anxiety. That instead of like looking really into it and letting like kind of like embrace it, you do something that kind of like numbs it or like yeah. overrides it or you go go out partying or you just do something that you don't feel it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I I'm not perfect. Yeah. It still happens to me. Like I, my, my thing is when I don't want to feel anything, I, I think is like watching excessively f f YouTube videos, yeah. like <laughs> watching yeah. five hours a day YouTube videos. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, that's my thing. Uh, <laughs> Which is understandable. YouTube is kind of like, all right, so yeah. it's a magic kingdom of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, what meditations do you do? Is this your first choker question? No. Oh, it's not. Oh. <laughs> so I'm not allowed okay. to play the sound. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. First meditation. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've also kind of like built up my own weird, it's kind of like it's fluctuating. So there, there are parts in it of Zen meditation, but especially okay. with koans. Koans are similar to mantras. They're like very weird questions. There are no rational answer to. Okay. These are koans and they kind of like try to, yeah, break your reason. So part of that, then part of also like visualizations with uh, mantras from Vedic yoga. Okay. And as of lately, which I kind of like now inc incorporated, I learned this rebirth Breath meditation. Okay. Have you heard Sounds of it? Interesting, it's yeah. very interesting. I did this like, in Byron Bay. Okay. It's actually one hour and it's a very interesting breath meditation where you breathe very shallowly. Okay. <laughs> Shallow. Yeah. So you you breathe in and you stop just about when you are have are complete and you breathe out just before you breathed out uh, all of it. Okay. You're yeah. always in this strange range. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you just lay down and you start very slowly. And it becomes heavier and heavier. And at some point, you kind of like lose a bit of consciousness and like you go beyond places. <laughs> okay. But so I'm not going to do this one hour. What I what I incorporate is just like um, at the beginning of a meditation, I do maybe sometimes up to five minutes like this rebirth technique, which can also become very heavy. Mm -hmm. Similar to me, Wim Hof. Very okay. similar. Yeah. So this resets me very quickly. And then I, um, same like you, sometimes have these modes. Do I just want to, at the moment, have clarity? Then I kind of like focus very much on a Cohen, for example, or breath. Or do I want to explore? Then I leave it open, like you said. I just yeah. leave the ideas and emotions flying around. And I often, nowadays, I in, envision like always a mountain with a phoenix. It's has been okay. there forever, since actually Wim Hof, the last retreat. Oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so very visual, actually, for me as well. Mm -hmm. But I also have different modes. So as, as, okay. as I'm <laughs> explaining, like I've kind of like built up my own borrowing from all kinds of areas something and build it something that suits me yeah it sounds super interesting yeah you have to send the rebirth yes i will it's it was um it was remarkable so it was guided in baron yeah. bay okay and i would actually recommend it doing it first time guided okay yeah um but i'll try it at home i mean like it's it's really good <laughs> it's like the opposite to the death meditation we did yes actually yeah at the Wim Hof retreat <laughs> actually i did um 
the death meditation, there was a similar version also in Zen. I forgot the name. Similar to because yeah, I asked yeah. you. I remember I was asking you in January or something, and I yeah. did it at home, and it was like, wow, it was powerful. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done it in a while. I should do yeah. it again. It's a, do you want to explain it quickly? What is it about? Okay, yeah. It's you lay down, yeah, and you imagined that the ceiling is collapsing, yeah, and you're dead. Yeah. And then it's a guided meditation. Then you ask yourself, uh, who are the people? I should have said like I love you, uh, you, I care for you, and another thing. If and then, yeah, you ask yourself questions, and at the end, you get a second chance. And what? And then you ask yourself, what things would you do different if you have, if you, you now it's a second chance. You aren't dead, obviously. Mm-hmm. And what would would be the things uh, you do different now? Th- yeah. You do different now. And when you really go like deep and really imagine you're dead, yeah. it can be really powerful. For me, it was very powerful. I think I'm um, not at the Wim Hof retreat, but when I did that in January, January this year at home, yeah, I cried. It was like, oh, it was very beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It's like, it sounds harsh, like death meditation. Yeah. But it's actually, sometimes we just walk, just keep walking in life without actually understanding. We can, we do have second chances. Yeah. It's all there. <laughs> yeah. You have can have a second chance right now. Right now. Yeah. At any time. At any time. And this is actually what I wanted to mention just before how crazy sometimes we forgot, forget. The realities we create are so mostly in our head. Yeah. And we can shape it. And I think, but it's also scary how powerful these realities can be in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the thing is we actually don't like we think this is reality but it it goes through so many filters in your head absolutely and yeah when you practice awareness i think is you try to see things more neutral there is no way that you can see everything neutral no. so i really like awareness pra- practices Absolutely. Because there are so many beautiful things everywhere. Yep. You look around. And it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I guess this is what I found at Wim Hof, the, the breath meditation, or a January breath meditation yep. is so powerful because they really break your, I would say, artificial perception of reality. They really break through that kind of like yeah. castle you build and then you go f- back to your subconscious. Yeah. Without any drugs, it's just... A p- pure breathing <laughs> yeah I, I still do like i started doing the wim hof breathing yeah like a month ago every day in the morning it's like in the morning routine amazing and yeah i love it <laughs> amazing gabriel <laughs> <laughs> and now yes oh, that's a question yeah it's oh, a wait. question now i'm allowed to play the sound <laughs> do you believe in aliens oh <laughs> yes i do okay. absolutely so um I read a really good book. It's called The Fermi Paradoxon. Okay. Fermi Paradox. Paradoxon. It's a really good book. Um, it was by... Uh, let me just Google. So I need to use my phone here right now because I don't have Wi-Fi on my MacBook. Uh, Fermi Paradox. Yes. Uh, great book, by the way. I can recommend it. 
um, which asks the question, where are the aliens? And the paradox on is because, you know, like now, actually there was an article, not just the other day, that the universe is not 13 billion yeah, years old, 26 billion yeah. years old, <laughs> which makes it even crazier. Yeah. So there's so many, like, the, the paradox on is universe has been existing for such a long time. And yeah. the human race, or like the Homo sapiens, has been existing for 200,000 200, years. Yeah. It's nothing. So the chances must be so high that there must have been at some point another species evolving. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And the question is like, why don't we see it? And there's like there are many, there's like many arguments and cases. And for example, one case is like there's like this big uh, reset that every civilization goes through. Like maybe that a few billion years ago there was like a really yeah, like conscious civilization and there was like maybe some asteroids like crashing in the planet or warfare whatnot and it kind of like erased this civilization and another one is called actually uh the dark forest theory okay it's it's really cool it's actually based off a science fiction book and dark forest theory says that the reason why we don't hear anything yet because imagine you walk through a dark forest and as soon as someone makes a noise or reveals his position everyone knows and will attack yeah that's the dark forest theory so maybe like we're the, the idiots humans <laughs> who send out signals <laughs> and everyone else is silent but yeah i believe in aliens super yeah. interesting yeah <laughs> i also believe in aliens because like the universe is so extremely big and you can't even imagine how no. far it goes like <laughs> up there <laughs> up there <laughs> <laughs> and the chance yeah the chance is really high i guess i would say so too yeah. and another thing uh, did you watch oppenheimer i'm gonna watch it this evening okay yes. <laughs> that, that film is just mind-blowing yeah I, I won't spoil anything but like the the thing one one thing i thought about after watching the movie is like think back to adam and eve they only had uh like water dirt wood yeah. and and the human race uh the human race was so like so genius to build like an atomic bomb which can destroy the Crazy. whole world yeah it's like out of nothing out of fucking wood yes. and whatever whatever yeah yeah they managed to build something where like the whole world is that's this is how oh, how hey, this is actually a question that i'm curious i don't have an answer to it i just like yeah think about it because yeah this is so fascinating that over this 200,000 years yeah time span we have yeah i always i always try to see it in like this you know for each year one frame and it just like played very fast and you yeah. have like this crazy film where from dirt, water, and stones to nuclear bombs yeah. and now electric cars and whatnot. And so my question is, where do you think ideas ideas come from? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very, okay. So I have this theory <laughs> <laughs> that all ideas are already out there. It's like in an eater. Yeah, eater. Yeah. Eater. And... There is a season to, like, some, uh, we have an antennae. Yeah. 
and there's a season to every idea. Yeah. And some some people who like resonate with an idea, they they try to create that idea. Mm-hmm. So like there is a, a time for the trees to blossom. Yeah. And there is a time like for everything there is a time. The nature has a time for every season. Yeah. And so I also think every idea has Oh, a time <laughs> to blossom or like yeah. kind of like to be yeah. seen and kind yeah. of like, yeah. And yeah, and some people who are sensitive to like this aether, yeah. uh, they, <laughs> they are... They just have much more receiving yeah, ideas it, or can see things, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I've read a similar, a similar, like, how is this called? Uh, like... Gedankenstütze. Ah, oh, Gedankenstütze. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very special word. Um, something. Gedanken. Yeah, I think everyone knows by now that I'm German. <laughs> in English, let's see what they have in store for us. Hmm. A reminder. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say that in German, okay. but okay, let's go for that. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot, it's fine. So there's a... I think there, all ideas are already out there, but uh, yeah, there's a season to every idea. And I think one interesting thing, why I think there's a, there's something to it, because, I mean, you've met many... You've probably met people in life or I've heard like we sometimes receive the same ideas. Yeah. So this just says like we don't own the ideas. They're just yeah. out there and some of us receive certain people reserve certain ideas and it's also fine because I think this kind yeah. of like plays back back to nature's diversity because we those kind of group of people receive these kind of ideas these people receive these ideas but then there needs to be someone who can like executes the idea. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, um, yeah, I wonder sometimes why it's not everyone and there's always needs someone to kind of like, okay, I got this idea and I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a very similar idea. It, it's not my, my thing I made up. It's like <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick Rubin. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote a book about create. It's like, it's called the creative act, the way of being. Wow. And he explained, there's a whole chapter about where ideas come from. And I really relate to this idea. And I think that's a cool way to believe. Absolutely. It's also, I think it's beautiful in the end to kind of like, acknowledge, yeah, we don't own the idea. Yeah. We all, it's actually, it's a, we should be very grateful that we actually received the idea and that we're able to communicate it and maybe yeah. inspire other people to join. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> and uh, uh, one learn I haven't read the whole book yet but one learning I thought was pretty cool is that everybody is like everybody is an artist mm-hmm. uh, some people think they aren't creative but everybody is creative in some way or form Absolutely. it's like when he he, uh, he writes about an example like finding a new way home because there's a tra- traffic jam uh, or just having a conversation. That's something that hasn't been here before and you create, for example, a conversation and or a new route home. It's, 
in every aspect of life there's creativity and yeah we, we all live a life where creativity all plays the time. a part all the yeah. time and i think that's uh, it's actually was a, it's such a passion pro uh, topic of mine creativity and learning it was one part of when i did a phd which i didn't finish <laughs> <laughs> and i designed this card game for the classroom to show that we all are creative yeah and i think One notion we unfortunately have is just like when people think about creativity, we think about instantly anything just, you know, playing an instrument or drawing something. But what you just described is just the perfect example of creativity. Just having a new conversation. Yeah. What we are doing right now, highly creative. We don't know. There's no script of uh, what we're supposed to say. We're just responding. We're creating in the moment. It's very improvising. And yeah, as you said, finding a new way home. Very creative. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, we so all. Yeah. Everybody is an artist. Everybody is an artist, and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Some, for some people, uh, ideas are more relatable. Yep. And from others, don't <laughs> they don't they have their own ideas? Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel, we're coming. It's it's already one hour mark. Wow. <laughs> yes. I just looked at it like oh oh wow that's time flew by. Um, do you still have a joker question you want to ask? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to look at my phone. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, oh, what would you do if you didn't fear anything? Mm. Or maybe you don't have any. Like, oh <laughs> man, like I think it's always like I think there's no. Uh, I wouldn't say there's no. Such fears, no, like no fears. I definitely, yeah. I mean, like shark fears. <laughs> That's for sure something. Definitely have that. If I, hmm. yeah, no, it's it's very, 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 very good question. I think sometimes Very also like very accurate like to my current life. There's like now with the podcast and working on Lumi and having also like a full time job, which I still very highly, highly enjoy. But like there's of course there's this fear of like you know of course if there was an opportunity I would go all in with the podcast and Lumi. Yeah. But it's a fear and is this you know like can I maintain this? Is there something I can then you know can I pay my bills with that? Yeah. That's definitely it's a fear. Uncertainty. Yeah. Uncertainty. Big uncertainty. Yeah. What I've learned to live with this kind of uncertainty is to, especially with my first startup crash, which yeah. I had, it's like, don't be afraid of uncertainty, but don't rush things. Yeah. Feel into it. Go Why? step by step. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the documentary I'm doing, yeah. it's called Offshoot Documentary, but at first I thought I would name it Why Rush. Why Rush. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. It's actually oh so beautiful. There was um because you wrote you sent me a yeah a I wrote down <laughs> yeah and there was something I commented on like I, I put your question to my document and I think there was one beautiful thing oh no I, uh, why rush it's yeah I have it if you don't have yeah <laughs> it's like uh, uh, there we go. Uh, was it here? I can share my thoughts. Yeah. Well, why? Uh, What's your thought on why rush? Yeah. Why? Why rush? Okay. Like when you look at the world, it's 
who have been there for thousands of years. And you, what you're doing right now actually probably doesn't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And like in this hundred years, what you're doing in the moment, like on this day, why should we rush if it doesn't have any, any uh, actual, like actual life or death impact yeah, in a sense? Yeah, of, of course. And like when I'm stressing about a thing, I'm thinking like, does it matter in five years? Does this right now impact my, my life in five years? And most of the time the answer is definitely no. And I try to like take a deep breath and say, yeah, it's a stressful phase right now, but I can try to enjoy every task and try to not stress about it, which is very difficult. But I always try to look at look at stressful phases from a broader perspective. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And especially it helps so much when you kind of like are able to zoom out and like think about a 10 years time scale or five yeah. years time scale. Because yeah. yeah, even even after one year we like look back as like, all right. It was <laughs> actually not that bad. Yeah. But this is um there was one thing I read. It was uh something about leadership and he talked about, there was a neuroscientist who talked about what happens when we feel anxiety. It's like our neurons are like on such high energy charge that we can't be aware anymore. So we don't feel the presence and we feel like this is, this is it. This is yeah. like all or nothing. And I think that's why I think this awareness practice and all of that is so helpful in such situations. Yeah. And stress is only in your head. Absolutely. If you think you're having stress, you like, have stress. Yeah. You have stress. Yeah. And even if you don't have stress, <laughs> It's so crazy that <laughs> your mind is capable of so many things. <laughs> like things. everything is like from your mind is is in your mind. Absolutely. So it's I'm, I'm trying to get a better mind heart or mind body yeah. uh, relationship, and yeah, that's that's my journey I'm on right now. Beautiful, and I think this is ooh, what I've realized when I started meditating seven years ago. It's yeah. like this is a lifelong commitment. It's like it never, it's not like, oh, I think this is also like a shortcoming with many meditation apps and whatnot. They kind of like almost promise that it's it's like, a, you know, an on-off thing maybe. Yeah. Or it's very fast. No, it's actually, it's a slow burner. <laughs> yeah. A very slow burner. And the most difficult thing is for beginners is, I think you only get... Uh, like after doing it for half a year, you, you really get the yeah. like thing you're looking for. Absolutely. Like doing it for one week, you might not even Nothing. feel anything. You probably feel yeah. annoyed by it. Yeah, of course. And yeah, sticking to it is the key. <laughs> yeah, sticking it's to it. It's the key to success. <laughs> it's the key to success. It is. <laughs> Stick to it. I remember, I remember when I first time tried meditation, I was at the Zen Center in Helsinki. And um, yeah, I just went there. I was like, I was like, I have to go there. I remember there, you know, you sit there and it was like quite harsh. The first time meditation yeah. was two times 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that's difficult. But I remember because when you're not used to this, when you're not used to meditation and you're not used to paying attention to what's happening in your head, I remember I was, I started sweating because it was so, it was yeah. so, yeah so exhausting <laughs> to not to just sit still yeah and it's just in your head there's nothing yeah. else happening it still is like 
this sometimes yeah. when I meditate. When I'm like annoyed by something <laughs> and I'm not in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, oh, I don't want to meditate right now. Exactly. <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Gabriel, we have to come unfortunately to an yeah. end. Is there anything, um, where can we find your work and your, yeah. <laughs> uh, my Instagram handle is underscore Gabriel Moser underscore. Right. And the coolest thing would be, like, forget about Instagram. The coolest thing is follow my documentary I'm doing. It's my first documentary. It's You can follow it on Instagram Instagram at offshoot.tour or uh, you can try to Google it. It's off-shoe.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the coolest thing to me because it's my first narrative filmmaking piece I'm doing. Well, it's going to be live document. Like, are you going to post live updates? Yeah, it, there All are right. live updates where we are, we are right now. And when the whole film is finished, my dream would be to do a private screening uh, at a small cinema in Vienna. Somewhere yes. that would be my absolute dream. I don't know if it is possible. It's manifested. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna manifest it. That would be so cool. <laughs> it will happen. I know it already. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Gabriel, I will you will send me the links. I will share them in the show notes. Of course. And I for sure will follow your documentary <laughs> and share it. I can't wait. It's gonna be so amazing. This said, Gabriel, thank you so much. It has been uh, amazing. Thank I you. think there's so much more we can talk about. <laughs> yeah. I think we have to save it for another episode. Yeah, and this time probably I'm not so nervous. At the beginning I was so nervous. I couldn't even talk properly English. It's getting better. I think the whole podcast, my English is... Uh, no. <laughs> no, I fuck up. <laughs> no, you're doing fine, Gabriel. <laughs> uh, it was, it's, was getting slightly better. And yeah, I think I have to do this more often. <laughs> Gabriel... I didn't notice anything. Okay. You've done an amazing job. Let me tell <laughs> you, you that. <laughs> All right. Gabriel, have a wonderful day. You too. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs>